When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on the day's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Closers you can believe in. A Father's Day visit from my dad to talk all things San Francisco Giants and all that's going on in the baseball world and the ever so famous ads and drops. That's what's cooking on the day's Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Welcome in to the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show presented by BellyUpFantasySports.com and Righteous Felon Jerky. I'm your host, Vince Stover, and I am joined, as I am almost every week, by the senior Belly Up Fantasy Baseball writer, Kevin Wilson. Hey, Kev, how you doing? Hey, we're doing good over here in Texas, except for a little heat and a little humidity. But uh, beyond that... uh, it's been a good weekend, so glad to be here. Well, it's always good to have you here. We also want to say hello to our live viewers watching on the Sports Stove YouTube page and the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page. Feel free to drop comments along the night and ask questions or put in your suggestions as well. We also want to welcome in all those listening via the podcast found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. We want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there listening. My dad will join us here in just a moment. And uh, we'll bring him on to talk some baseball as well. Uh, But it's time to get into our first segment of the day, and that's our Fantasy Burner segment. Kevin, a lot of times last year we spent time talking about relievers and uh, whether or not you should have them and those sorts of things as well. I tend to be a one or two closer guy on my teams and uh, in our league, we have holds. So I actually went heavy relievers this year, but I wanted to take a moment to kind of talk about some closers you believe in because we're far enough into the season now where it seems like we know who these guys are. We know which ones we can depend on, which ones we can count on. So uh, let's talk about those. I've got two guys that I'm going to bring up, but Kev, I'm going to let you start with a closer you believe in here this season. All right. So, uh, I'm going to start off by uh, giving a little uh, rant, if you will, for a couple of seconds, because okay. my guy, Ryan Presley of the Houston Astros, the other day, he gave up three unearned runs and was charged with the blown save. I think that's grossly unfair. What is he supposed to play defense as well? So <laughs> so he was charged with the blown save. And um, so uh, as far as closers and relievers, you know, uh, I'm not one of those guys that has a lot of closers, but I do have Ryan Presley. And um, I don't know if I'm going to go ahead and openly recommend him. He's given up runs in three of his last six games. But uh, he's he usually pitches pretty well, and, I, and the Astros are going to get it together. And uh, so uh, I decided that uh, I was not going to talk about closers that are roundly available because – or, or, or own 
because they're not available. And so the first closer I'm going to talk about here is um, why don't you go for it? Okay, I'll go first. I'll, <laughs> I'll give you a lock that, that makes a whole lot of sense that everybody should already know about first, and that's Jordan Romano. Okay. He's got uh, 20 saves on the season, 2.76 ERA, uh, eight blown saves, but only one blown save in the last 30 days. Uh, of course, Toronto is a team that's going to win a fair amount of games. We talk about closers. You want guys on teams that are going to actually win baseball games because you can talk about uh, the Rockies closer or the Pirates closer all you want. But at the end of the day, he's still got to win games. And the Rockies aren't winning games, so having their closer doesn't do you a whole lot of good. Jordan Romano, he's owned in like 92% of leagues. He's not available in most leagues. But if you're looking to go get a closer, uh, you want to make a trade, he's a guy you could go after for sure. Uh, he's been very good for the last month. Uh, he's been good all season, but he's been very good for the last month. He's got that ERA uh, at 2.76 for the season. Uh, in the last week or maybe even the last month, he's at 2.70. So he's right there. He stays right there in that area. And the team has an offense. The team can win games. The team should win games. And Romano's a guy that you can definitely put in that slot and feel comfortable with. But there is a guy that is not owned by a whole lot of teams. As a matter of fact, he's only rostered in 22.6% of leagues. Uh, in our league, it makes more sense because we do get points for holds as well as saves. But this guy, in the month of June, has pitched a 1.29 ERA in seven innings, two wins, three saves, 10 strikeouts, and only two walks. And he's a familiar name in the baseball world. It's Craig Kimbrell of the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, he did not start off as the lead closer, and he's not going to close every game. He will pitch some eighth innings as well, but he's doing enough right now to merit a spot on a roster if you're looking to add some saves. And if you have a league like, like ours and you get holds as well, 100% he should be on a roster. Uh, Craig Kimbrell is a established back-end uh, guy, and uh, he's proving it at this point this season, especially in the month of June. He's been incredible. Uh, so Craig Kimbrell, if you're looking for saves, again, he's not going to give you a save every time out, but he's, I think, going to give you enough to be valued on your team. So Craig Kimbrell's a guy you need to add. Okay, so I'm going to go with the guy who's even more available, and he <laughs> is pitching on a winning team, and that is Andrew Chafin of mm -hmm. the Arizona Diamondbacks. And uh, I'm looking at his stats right now. He's given up just one run in his last six appearances. And uh, he has eight saves. He has a 2.84 ERA, and he has 152 fantasy points in our league. So he is racking up the points. And he, as I said, you know, Arizona, they're in first place. We can go ahead and take off the surprise ban off of them. They are doing it up, uh, I guess, from Texas. That'd be over there. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, at 13.1% owned, if you're looking for a closer, he's a guy that I would look at. And um, another guy is right here, right up the highway from me, and that's at 25% owned. He's a little bit more owned, but that's Will Smith of the Texas Rangers that I'm talking about. And uh, the Rangers had all kinds of bullpen problems uh, for the first couple of months, but that has settled in. And um, if you discount the two runs he gave up with the Angels the other day, he hasn't given up runs in any of his other six games. He uh, he's he, he'll strike out. He has 12 saves, a three ERA, and a 0.85 WHIP. So 
at 25% owned, he is reasonably available. So if you need two closers, Chafin and Will Smith are the guys that I would go and look at because a lot of these other closers we could talk about are all you know on rosters, and you'll have to trade for them. But these two guys you can go out and pretty much get if you need a closer. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, again, we're in a points league where you get points for holds. I have six relievers on my roster. Um, I've got David Robertson from the Mets, Jason Adam from Tampa, Yanir Cano from Baltimore, Tanner Scott from Miami, Craig Kimbrell from Philadelphia. I just picked up Clay Holmes from New York as he's been on a terror in a points league. Right. uh, Those are two guys, Vince, from New York Yankees that I knew you had. So I figured you were going to bring them to the table. So I did not mention them, but there are two. If you need either saves or holds, one of those two guys will get it done for you. There's some variety out there right now. You got to be creative at this point in the year. Um, you can't just sit around and expect it to fall on your lap. You're going to have to go search it out. You're going to have to go okay. listen to some podcasts, read some articles, and figure out where those relievers are because they're out there. You just got to go find them. And I know in our league, Yanir Cano from Baltimore has been phenomenal for me as of late. But again, a lot of this is coming from holds as well. He's only got four saves on the year, uh, but he gave me nine points against Chicago today, five against Toronto the other day, six against KC, seven against Milwaukee. Um, He's been phenomenal for me this year. Um, So again, you got to know your your league's rules, right? We talk about that all the time. You got to know what your league is. That's right. You got to know him. And um, holds is a legitimate statistic in baseball so it should be it's too late obviously now to to put that in your league rules but going forward every league should have holds as a say you know as a opportunity to get fantasy points because there are pitchers that are that are doing that and they're excellent at it and it's five points per hold and so if you need and especially in cats leagues that should be a, a category as well so those are kind of pictures, and they're available, as you mentioned, Vince. So go get them and build your team, make it better. Write your commissioner now, message them now, and say next year that's we right. need holds if you that's don't right. have holds so, in there. That's right. So those in our league, you don't need to uh, send any messages to us because we already have that. That's right. Yeah, hopefully they're paying enough attention they know that. All right, that's our fantasy burner segment today. Go out and get your closers as soon as this episode is done. It's time to move on to our next segment. Wait till we're done here. Sure. Uh, Time to get to the next segment, our call to the pin. Our call to the pin segment is presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. If you want the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source. And Righteous Felon has partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land to lock up supply and guarantee the best tasting, best textured, and freshest beef jerky on the market. Visit RighteousFelon.com. Use promo code BELLYUP. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. And we've got a special guest today, Kevin. First time on the Fantasy Baseball Show. Uh, but he usually joins me on Wednesday nights as I host the Sports Stove Podcast. And uh, with it being Father's Day, what a great opportunity to add my dad, Dale Stover, into the program. Uh, dad, happy Father's Day. How you doing? Hey, doing good. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. And um, it's been a good week for me for baseball when you can sweep <laughs> the Cardinals and the Dodgers on the road in, in yeah. one week. We're doing pretty good. So Well, and you yeah. dominate uh, the second place guy in the fantasy league this week as well. 
I can't um, imagine who that might be. Dad is undefeated <laughs> in fantasy baseball this year. I have he went to, up against I Kevin, who was a one-loss yeah. opponent, and yeah. Kevin scored 400 points, and he still couldn't beat Dad, who's at 460. Uh, so congratulations, Dad, so, yeah, on moving so I have on to, to the, the master over there, Dale, and I have to say that you have a unique capability of letting people think that they have a chance to take you down going into the last day of the, of the scoring period. Then you turn into the Terminator and just take you just take people out with with, with no uh, no no uh, no pity on anybody. You just yeah, no mercy. There's none of that. You just take them down and you take them down hard. So I just have to my hats off to you. Well, I, I was lucky on that this week. I, I, I knew this would be a tough one. And going into today, honestly, I hoped I'd get to 400 points to keep my average. And I hoped I would keep it close. But um, you had one of those days with your pitchers that, you know, you don't like to have. And I knew you were going to have an extra pitcher on me. And turned out, what, he got moved to pitching on Monday. So Yeah, so I, I added him. I thought, okay, he's pitching against the Yankees. The Yankees are not the, the juggernaut offensive team that they've been in the past then all of a sudden he's pitching monday (laughs) (laughs) going into next week that'll help me out that one so but kevin i mean you score 400 points you you think you got it i mean it's rare for two teams to score 400 in a matchup and uh i I got I got lucky today, too. The guy I picked up today from Boston was supposed to pitch yesterday, and it got rained out. Um, so he became available late yesterday and able to get him for today. So I didn't know much about him. He's doing pretty good tonight, this bellow. I don't know that much about him, but uh, seems to be doing well here lately. Well, uh, yeah, him and you apparently doing well in the fantasy baseball world. But, Dad, uh, it, it's interesting You've got some kind of good luck on you. Uh, you're on a winning streak in fantasy baseball. The team you cheer for, the San Francisco Giants, is on a seven-game win streak. Uh, I did not look to yeah, see. Yeah, we what... don't need to talk about that, Ben. <laughs> well, we we're going to, Kev. Uh, <laughs> 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 you might need to plug your ears for a minute. But, Dad, the Giants are now in second place in the division as the Dodgers on a three-game losing streak. That's right. The Giants jump up with a seven-game win streak. And now they're in the hunt for the West lead. And, Dad, we've talked about this on our show some, but, I mean, this is surprising, right? I mean, you're a Giants fan. I'm not a Giants fan. For me, I'm baffled by this. Uh, can you can you step back and non-biasedly talk about this? Are you surprised by the Giants' success to this point in the season? Um, I, I am only from the standpoint that I thought San Diego was going to be so good and the Dodgers, of course, are always good. But again, you know, as I followed the Giants, um, like I said last year, and it even was the same way in spring training, they have a lot of different players that contribute. It's not just two players that score for them. One night, you know, two guys will hit home runs. The next night, it'll be two totally different guys. And so they have a lot of players. Um, being able to get the, the baseball channel this time, I've been able to watch them a little more. And uh, they play a good brand of baseball. I don't know all that much about, you know, their coach. But, but um, you know, they hit, they run. Um, you know, I think they have good fielding. It's interesting with the pitching because, again, I don't think they have any star names that, you know, an ace that's just carrying them, uh, but they're pitching and they have some games, you know, we talked about it a week or two ago. I saw them against Milwaukee. 
you know, pitch a different guy almost every inning. And you said they do that sometimes, you know, by committee. And um, so they, it just seems like they have a lot of players. They may get hit with injuries. They've had a couple guys, but Davis is back now. And um, I, I think they're definitely in the hunt if they can, can keep in. Uh, definitely in the wild card hunt. I don't know if Arizona will stay as hot as they are or not. So it, maybe it'll be an interesting race at the top with the Diamondbacks, the Dodgers, and the Giants. Um, maybe the Padres will make a move, but boy, they've, they've been a real surprise and disappointment so far. But uh, the, really, the divisions look pretty good. Yeah, Logan Webb has kind of carried the way. Alex Cobb has been pretty good. But Logan Webb in 15 starts has 11 quality starts, six wins, six losses, 3.11 ERA, uh, 98.1 innings. He's got 96 strikeouts uh, and only 19 walks. So he's been pretty solid uh, this year. I've got Anthony Descalfini on one of my fantasy teams, and he's actually been pretty useful for me, even though he's not been great. Uh, but this is the league that I didn't pick a pitcher to the 14th <laughs> round. So uh, he's been decent for me on, on in that regards to things. Uh, Sean Manea has been a massive disappointment in, in San Francisco. But outside of that, I think everything's been pretty solid in, in the San Francisco world. And then uh, Thyro Estrada, the young uh, middle infielder, he kind of seems to be the uh, a guy that's carrying them some things. 17 stolen bases leads the team. The only person on the team uh, with more than two or more than three stolen bases. Uh, and he's got 17. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy what the Giants are doing there. Uh, but Lamonte Wade's been really good so far this year. Now you're starting to see Jock Peterson show up. Uh, you're starting to see some of these guys. Conforto's been fine. Uh, not great, but fine. And, uh, you know, J.D. Davis, like you said, has been really solid this year, too. So the Giants have played well. I just don't know, Kevin, if this is sustainable, uh, what the Giants are doing right now. I don't know either, but, uh, you know, we just talked about closers, and you mentioned him a minute ago, Duvall. And if you've got a solid closer, you can do some things. And uh, so I like him up up there in, uh, at, at, at the closer spot. And pitching is – They've, they've got guys who will give you in, in baseball. Now all you need is five or six innings. True. And they've got the pitchers that can do that. So, you know, I just pretty much rather, you know, jump off a building and, and, and think that the giants are, are, you know, can do some things, but uh, they can. And, uh, you know, they've got, they've got guys that uh, are kind of, they're not really, you know, veterans per se, but they're not, exactly young to me either so i think that's something that they that they can work with and uh you can say the same thing about arizona so i i'm going to be fascinated to see what kind of uh race we come you know once we get into july and everything and maybe some trades are made or whatever but uh arizona and and the giants are both not going away and uh i i i've as far as the padres they're a disappointment. That's all you can say about them, even though they're seven and three. So in their last 10, so maybe you just don't know. So there are four teams right there who can make a run at things. And it's going to be real interesting. The NL West race coming down into September. Well, you made a great point though, about the trade deadline approaching in July and San Francisco now is a team that 
I mean, just a few weeks ago, I heard talks about, man, they need to trade Webb, they need to trade Cobb, they need to unload these guys and get them out somewhere else. And now it seems like San Francisco would be buyers at this point and uh, trying to find some some way to solidify their team. I could see them adding a pitcher uh, here yeah. close as we get closer to the deadline. Especially at their home park, because that is a pitcher's park up there in San Francisco. So if you're a pitcher, you, you'd certainly consider going to the Giants and and you have a chance to go to the playoffs. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Uh, and, Dad, you mentioned Arizona a second ago as well. And I put in my power rankings this week that not only have they separated themselves a bit from L.A., but I think they've solidified themselves as a threat in the National League. Uh, their pitching is is suspect in Arizona. They've they've got a couple of decent pitchers, but I, they do not have an ace. And on top of that, I, I don't think their pitching can sustain them uh, through the playoffs. I'm not saying they can't make the playoffs, but once they get there, I, I mean, they've allowed 344 runs. That's pretty bad. Uh, that's not great. The Nationals have allowed 344 runs. So there's there's something you do, you got to do better at. But they've also put up 369 runs. They've been scoring runs, uh, it seems like, at ease. And, Dad, I mean, we talked about this on our show before, but, I mean, Arizona has come in, and and now they're not only are they on top of the division, it looks like they belong on top of the division. So, Dad, uh, and I know Kevin's a Dodger fan, but Dad, as a Giants fan in the NL West, who are you more scared of right now, the Diamondbacks or the Dodgers? Um, it would be the Dodgers, I think, because of the players they have and the history and the experience they have in the playoffs. Um, but Arizona, you know, may it, it'd be real to me. It really would be good, exciting for baseball to have a three-team race with those three teams out there in the West. And uh, looking at the rest of the National League, that's very possible. Uh, because the Central deal you know, doesn't have teams with a real great record and outside of Atlanta and maybe Miami, um, kind of the same way. Well, the Phillies are starting to get hot over in the East. So, um, uh, but, you know, they might could get two or three teams in. So we'll see. Kevin, are you more scared of the Giants or the Diamondbacks? Well, I would be, I would think I would be a little more scared of the Giants simply because they've been in pennant races you know, just a couple of years ago, they won 107 games. And I think their front office is a quality front office, and they could bring in the players that that could, you know, really turn things around. And uh, I would think that that would be a thing that the other teams, as far as the Dodgers are concerned, because you know full well, they know how to go out and, and, and find players, and they've got the farm system where these other teams may not have it. So – the Dodgers are going to add some people. We know that. I think the Giants can do it now that they're actually in the race. Yeah. And um, once you're in that race, your fans expect you to stay in the race. And they're going to make moves, I think, that are going to keep them right there where they are. All right. So a lot of disrespect to Arizona so far in this segment. Uh, let me <laughs> ask this question. I'll start with Dad, and then I'll come to Kevin. Uh, Dad, who is a more real team, a more legitimate threat, the Diamondbacks or the Marlins? Um, I would think it's the Diamondbacks. Um, I don't know. I haven't kept up with the Marlins as much. Obviously, they're doing good. They weren't expected a lot during the start of the year. And they're going to have to deal, like I said, the Phillies, I've noticed, they're starting to make a move coming back. So um, I, I think Arizona might have a little more open situation than the Marlins will. Uh, but for as far as being good for baseball, both the Marlins and the Diamondbacks being good is a good thing, I think. 
Kevin, who do you find more legitimate, the Diamondbacks or the Marlins? Well, I think that the, the, the Marlins are, are playing with the, – the, they must have found some magical seashells down there you know, on the beaches or something like that because when you look at it, they have a winning record, but they have a negative point differential. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that really raises some questions in my mind about just how legitimate a team is this. And, uh, of course, we know Sandy Alcantara is supposed to be, you know, the ace, one of the best pitchers, and, and he has not been. And so if the Marlins want to make any kind of real legitimate run, he needs to straighten himself out and do that in a hurry. Yeah, that's an interesting point. The Marlins have allowed 313 runs. That's the second best in the NL East right now. But they've only scored 289, which is the worst in the NL East right now. So their offense has really been what's failing them. Although the pitching, we look at it and go, man, they're banged up. Uh, they lose any more pitchers. They're going to be in big-time trouble. And uh, But the offense has actually been what's failed them the most this year. Um, that being said, they are in second place in the division, five games out from Atlanta, uh, three games up on Philadelphia as well. They're on a four-game win streak to tag along with Atlanta's six-game win streak and Philadelphia's six-game win streak. Yes, all those teams right there, as you mentioned, because Atlanta's 8-2, and two, Miami's 7-3, Philadelphia's 8-2. and two, So In the last 10, yeah. Yeah, in the last 10. And then the Mets, maybe we could flush the, the, the toilet on them because they're going down faster than, than the Titanic. Yeah. And they're $350 million right along with them. Yeah, I and agree. So, I think the Mets are officially done in my book uh, in the NL East for sure. And I think in the playoff race as a whole, although um, they might still be in the playoff race. Dad, I also wanted to mention this. I mentioned you were a good luck charm with your fantasy team with the San Francisco Giants. You also live just north of Cincinnati. And the Cincinnati Reds are on an eight-game win streak, uh, so you're sprinkling some uh, some some pixie dust in Cincinnati too. How's the feeling up there in Ohio right now about what Cincinnati's doing? Uh, well, I I think they're you know they're excited. They've they've you know they've been upset with the ownership and everything here for a while, but um, I I think if they keep making a move and you know I listen to your guys show all the time and I picked up that you know they they've got some good young players and they've brought up some good young players they and these guys these guys are doing well. Um, so I was going to wonder, are you as a Brewers fan, I, are you starting to get just a little bit nervous about the Red Legs? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> so listen, the worst thing, the worst thing the Reds could do for their fans is give them hope. Uh, oh, my goodness. This is going to crush Reds fans as the season goes on. Oh, it's going to hurt so, so bad uh, for Reds fans. I'm, I'm not ready to hit the uh, the four-alarm emergency you know, button on them just yet. But they are an awful young team. Yeah. And so – but I'm, I'm actually excited to see – their players are really good. We're talking about Ellie and McLean and some of the other guys and and uh, Abbott and you know Milwaukee better be concerned. That's all I'll say. I think the Milwaukee will still win that division, but they better be concerned because the Brewers just haven't been playing well of late. So they need to get yeah. it together before they worry about anybody else. That's that's it right there, Kev. Uh, we we cannot afford to be afraid of anybody or scared about what's coming up behind us. The reality is we're scared about what we have. Uh, right. Milwaukee has played miserable. Now, they are on a three-game win streak, uh, but they did get swept by Oakland not that long ago, and it's been a rough go of things for Milwaukee. Now there's rumors about Craig Council leaving 
uh, to go manage like the Mets or someone else next year as he's in a lame duck contract season right now. Um, there's there's a lot going around. I mean, are they going to get Corbin Burns signed to an extension? I, they kind of messed themselves up with that this offseason. So the window is closing in Milwaukee. And right now, that's the only concern that we as Brewers fans have is, is the Brewers themselves. Pittsburgh does not scary. Cincinnati's not scary. Chicago's not scary. And St. Louis, if they get their act together, well, then we might be concerned. But they're eight and a half games back right now. And yeah. they don't look like they're making a run anytime soon. Then 14 games below 500. It's pretty hard to rally from 14 below 500. It is. Yeah, it is indeed. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Let's, let's quickly turn our attention to the American League. Um, just some wild stuff going on. Let's go to the West. Rangers still four and a half up on Los Angeles. The Angels look like they could be a playoff team this year. It's what we've been waiting for for years and they, years they and beat years. Texas and now that Shohei and Trout are there, we got to see them in the playoffs. Go ahead, Kev. Yeah, they, uh, you know, because the, the Angels just played here against the Rangers. Right. And, you know, Shohei Otani was a one man wrecking crew. He hit like two bombs, 450 feet the other way. So, <laughs> obviously, you don't have to worry about doing any kind of shifting on him because he'll hit it the other way. Yeah. And uh, they're pitching is coming together, the Angels, I mean. And uh, uh, some of the things that I talked about, you know, with the with the Rangers pitching, it's their starters aren't looking as good as they were. And so hopefully if you listen to what we said last week, you might – I didn't even listen because I didn't move John Gray when I had the chance to do so. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, so, yeah, so this is another division. The Angels are not going away. Houston is really confusing me because they look like they were rallying. Now they're the one just three games out of their last 10. So you have to wonder what's going on down there. And uh, so. And right Seattle's now, in fourth and place Angels. in the division, but they would be tied for first in the central. I mean, Seattle's not bad <laughs> and they're sitting at 500. Dad, I know Seattle's a team we've talked about before as well. You look at this AL West division, though, Rangers, Angels, Astros, Mariners. Uh, let's say, let's say two teams make it to the playoffs in this division. Who do you think those two teams are? Um, well, Texas has really stayed, stayed strong. And like, I agree with Kevin, I'm really confused by Houston. I, you know, I thought they would have made more of a move now and they, you know, they got beat up by the Reds, um, this weekend. And so I, I would think maybe right now, and again, it can change, but I, I, Texas and the Angels, I think, are two teams you're really looking at. I think uh, Houston's having some trouble. I've always been pretty high on Seattle, and I think they still could be, uh, but they're going to have to make a move to catch up there a little bit. Yeah, again, they've got some good players and some good pitching. Eight and a half is kind of hard to come back. That's not impossible. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, uh, you look at Houston. Houston has only allowed 273 runs. Uh, that is the second best in the American League. They're one more than Tampa. Uh, so they, their pitching has been really good. Their defense has been really good. And the question is, is can their offense score enough runs? Yeah, can can Alex Bregman find out where he left his bat? Well, everybody, right? I mean, everybody, he's not the only yeah, one. Abreu, yeah. uh, Bregman. Don't say yeah. Abreu, I wanted to say, hey, thanks, because you know, I actually picked him up. And he got me like five points or four points one day. Then the next day, struck out four times. Yeah. So he went right back to the waiver jungle. 
Kyle Tucker has been the best, best hitter on the team this year. And I'm not a Tucker fan. So that's now look at that. I, I, I've always liked him better than you have been. In fact, I had yeah. him a year ago and yeah. uh, he had a great season last year, but uh, I would have picked him up if I could have had a chance to do it again this year, but he has not, uh, you know, if he's your best hitter, then then you've got issues on your team. Cleveland is respectable to some degree. Again, they're working their way back up. Minnesota still has a two-and-a-half game lead. That division is as bad as the NL Central uh, <laughs> yeah. this year as well. And then the AL East is just an absolute race all the way to the end. Every team over 500. Uh, Tampa seems to be in firm control, and Baltimore seems to have a good hold on that second-place spot. Yankees, Jays, and Red Sox, if only one team makes the playoffs. Dad, who is it, Yankees, Jays, or Red Sox? Um. You would think it's the Yankees, but I would say the Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays will come back. They've just got a lot of talent. Um, I I think they'll do well. Kev, Yankees, Jays, I, or Red I agree because, uh, you know, Dalton Varsho is one of those guys that we were pretty high on going into the season, and he has not answered the bell. So if he does do that, Toronto's offense, as we know, is outstanding. Kevin Gossman looked outstanding the other night against the the Rangers and uh and I was kind of you know because Nick took him as his first pitcher in the first round like Nick what are you doing but uh <laughs> he looked like he could be a difference maker now so Toronto is certainly dangerous and uh Baltimore I you know you really want to champion them because they're one of the franchises that you know was a central part of baseball for many years and so you'd like to see things. They got a lot of young, talented players over there. So I would like to see Baltimore do some things, and they are. So uh, this this is another race. The NL West and the AL East are races I'm really looking forward to this summer. Yeah, Toronto's got the pitching where the Yankees don't. The Yankees got Garrett Cole, and that's really it. Uh, Clark Schmidt has been not that great. Domingo, your I almost not added him good. and decided not to do so. Yeah, Cole, Cole's been phenomenal. He's had a lot of really good games, 7-1 and one on the season, but he's the only thing they have in that Yankees rotation. And I think Toronto could pull ahead because of that as well. They're only a game behind the Yankees as it sits currently. Uh, Dad, you're dominating the Fantasy Baseball League. Uh, is there any advice you would give to our listeners out there for how they can go undefeated uh, here on out the rest of the way? Well, I, I honestly listen to this show is a good deal. Um, it's it's helped me out. You know, I, I don't go by everything uh, that I've heard, but it's definitely headed me in some directions, definitely preparing for the draft. You know, this was the only second year I'd ever been in a points league. I didn't know what was going on last year for the first month and um, really helped me prepare and stuff. And, you know, some of it you get lucky and things there, but um yeah, you know, I, I really feel good about the draft. I did a little looking at this, and I'm not sure, you know, I, you know, I try to make a move or two every week or try to look at it, but out of my, what, 26 players, 14 of them are players I drafted. So I feel like I've got a good core, and I, I maybe that's right where you should be. I don't know. And I have 12 players that I moved around a lot. But, you know, sometimes you just um, – you know, get lucky. I picked up a guy. I, I've had my eye on a guy for about a week and a half, and I don't think you guys have mentioned him in your drops and ads and everything. And um, I didn't just didn't have a spot for him and picked him up this week, and he's gone crazy. This Tavares 
from Texas, the outfielder. And, um, you know, there, there's guys out there where you just have to keep watching the list and um, seeing who's been hot. Well, Dad, you've made 33 acquisitions this year. I've made 44. Kevin's made 87. Uh, <laughs> so uh, there's a little differing of philosophies to a degree there as well. Uh, but it's working out for Kevin. He's only got two losses on the season. And, of course, it's working out for you as you are undefeated, uh, continuing through and dominating everything that's going on in our fantasy league this year. Uh, but, Dad, uh, you're always with me on Wednesday nights on the Sports Stove podcast. People can watch it right here on the Sports Stove YouTube page, the Sports Stove, fan, uh, Sports Stove Facebook page, or uh, the audio version on the podcast that comes out afterwards. Um, that's the only place people can probably find you at since you're not on social media or anything like that. Uh, but uh, with it being Father's Day, I wanted to bring you on and uh, let you share your wisdom and insight for our listeners as well. And I, I know hopefully you still go back and listen. You're a faithful listener to the show. So hopefully you still give us that download. But um, that's right. <laughs> we appreciate so, you coming so, on. So, Dale, ahead, I have Dale. one question for you. What would you say is your best draft pick that you made this year? Um, the best draft pick, um, definitely on the pitcher, it was Kershaw, no doubt okay. about that. And, okay. um, on the other one, it was probably, look here. Kershaw was drafted pick one. Well, Acuna, Acuna, Acuna has been my best player, but probably Estrada would, would fall in that too, so. Yeah, yeah, you got Ronald Acuna at twenty-two. Yeah, he's my still my uh, NL MVP right oh there. Goodness. So, yeah, yeah. Now you got Lane Thomas on your team, Dad. I talked about him many times on this show. Is, yeah. is, there, is that anything to do with this with this broadcast? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That that one did. I heard you guys keep talking about him, and um, I kind of kept an idea because I have the the pitcher. I've had him for a while um, from uh, Washington Gore. And, you know, he's worked out pretty good. He doesn't always get the win, but he doesn't take the loss a lot, and he gets strikeouts. So um, so I was watching Washington a little bit, a little bit leery of that. And um, actually, you guys you guys kind of encouraged me about Steer from um, Cincinnati. Yeah. And this turned out to be a real good pickup. Of course, I drafted India. As you know, I've had him in the other league for a bunch of years since he was uh, came into the league, and he's had a really great year, too. So, um, and of course, I've always liked a Rosarina. You've always tried to get him from me. And uh, <laughs> he's had a really good year also. There you go, folks. So if you host the show, you don't go undefeated. But if you listen to the show, you do go, you go undefeated. undefeated. That's right. So That's definitely want to make sure you, you tune in every Sunday at 7 p.m. Central. Dad, happy Father's Day. Thanks happy for coming Father's on the Day, program. Yeah. Thanks for beating Kevin this week. Yeah. Uh, hope that you have a good rest. Keeping me humble. Keeping me humble. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> All right. Thank you. See ya. That's Dale Stover, my dad, uh, joining us again. You can catch him every Wednesday on the Sports Stove podcast as well. And uh, appreciate him coming on and sharing some knowledge. That's our call to the pen presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Go to righteousfelon.com. Use promo code BELLYUP for 15% off your purchase. It's time for our final segment of the night the fantasy focus. <laughs> Fantasy Focus is presented by BellyUpFantasySports.com, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy sports. You get articles on the NFL, NHL, NBA, 
and of course, Major League Baseball, where you can always catch Kevin's articles on bellyupfantasysports.com and uh, all kinds of great fantasy advice there. So make sure you check it out. All right, Kev, it's time for our ads and drops this week. Um, I, I went a little different route this week on the additions. Uh, okay. where I actually have guys that are owned in a little bit higher percentage of leagues than I normally go with, but they were available in our league. And so I figured, well, let's go that route with them uh, today. So I've got three guys um, and uh, to, to add two guys to drop. Uh, but I'll let you start with an addition that you think we need to add this week. Okay, so this is a guy who I advocated for about a month ago or so. And then he was a guy I said you need to ship him to Siberia a couple weeks after that. and uh, But he needs to be returned to friendly shores, and that's Christopher Morrell. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. So look what this guy had three hits in two consecutive games. And so uh, he had eight points in one game, 12 points in another. He has six fantasy points today. He has had three home runs in the last six days. And so this is a guy, this is a classic guy that you ride him while he's at the top of that wave, but you just make sure you check and see when that wave turns into, you know, when it starts to tumble, because then you're going to want to get out from underneath him. But right now he's about as hot as can be. So, and uh, he's at 34% owned. So he's kind of in that same category you're talking about maybe, where he's yeah. over 30% owned, but uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I went and I did add him, so I'm not just spinning wheels right here. <laughs> I, I went and I, I added him, and so I'll ride this, like I said, until he stops hitting, which inevitably he will. Yeah. And so, But right now, go ahead and get him on your team, because he's a second baseman and outfielder, and so I like that, plus a DH. Yeah. So. Get him on your team if you need any help at either of those positions. Yeah, I didn't need him in, in our league, but I did pick him up in another league as well and put him on my team. I'm putting him in the outfield over there is what I needed help at. Uh, but he has been a great addition. Uh, very helpful. That's in the categories league. But, uh, yeah, I agree with that 100%. Uh, he's a guy that should be definitely looked at right now if you're looking for help at second base, outfield, or even DH. Um, he's, he, he's, he's definitely hitting well right now. My guy is owned in 59% of leagues, but he has been sitting in our league in the waiver pot for quite some time now. He, we have been told by Kevin Wilson, get him off your team. Uh, but he has kind of found his swing, and it is the Seattle outfielder, Teoscar Hernandez. And uh, the oh, last 10 games. I said that months ago. So Yes. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and right now he's hot, though. He got 10 points against the Angels, 6 points against the Marlins, 12 points against the White Sox. Uh, he's had a good stretch in his last three series, and he's a guy that can give you some opportunities now as well at outfield and designated hitter, but outfield. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez is a guy who's done it in the past, so he's a guy that I always keep my eye on, but he has had a rough year and a half or so. And, uh, and But I've kept him on my watch list, and this past week he started to hit really well again. And so I have added him to my team. And there's a chance he's available, depending on how deep your league is. Uh, and he's a guy that I think is worth adding because, again, he has a history of doing well. And uh, he's, he's hit a rough spat patch, but maybe he's finally come out of that funk. Okay, so 
The next guy, that uh, another guy that we have talked about previously on this show, both for and against, and uh, and that individual happens to be Brandon Drury of mm. the Angels. And uh, he's another guy, first, second, third, DH, and this is what he's done this last week. And it wasn't against the Oakland A's, best thing of all. Um, he was two for five, drove in a run. Then he was one for three. Then he was two for four with two RBIs. Then he was two for five with two home runs and three RBIs. And today he's two for four with an RBI. So that's four games with two or more hits in one week. Nobody is hotter than him right now. You could talk about, you know, we talked about Kuna and all these other guys a moment ago. None of these guys are as hot as he is. He's at 31.6% owned, and he is available in our league. And uh, he doesn't. The Angels do not play tomorrow, so I have not added him. So if you're in our league, you might want to get to this before I do. But uh, he's a, a classic guy, just like I talked about with Morrell. You add him when he's smashing the ball, and then when he goes and plays Houston or somewhere else like that, you go ahead and cut him loose. But right now, he is an absolute smash ad to me in fantasy baseball. My next guy is owned in 19.9% of leagues. He is currently in our league rostered on Kevin Wilson's team. He is a guy who was earlier in the season sent down to the minors. He has made his return back, and since doing so, he's looked pretty good. As a matter of fact, in the last week, he's batted 385 with a 731 slugging, 24 fantasy points. He's the Arizona outfielder, Jake McCarthy, a guy yes. that we liked coming into the season and did. didn't answer the call, but since his return back to the majors, he's been putting up positive numbers for the most part. Uh, again, there's a reason why he's only owned in 20% of leagues, but if you're looking for an outfielder, it seems like McCarthy has found his swing again. He has. He certainly has, and uh, I agree. As you mentioned, I added him. And so, But if you're looking for an outfielder, I'm going to go below 10% owned on this guy. He's 7.2%. Okay. That's Eddie Rosario of the Atlanta oh, Braves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is what he's done this week. He was two for three with the homer and two runs scored. Then he was one for three with the home run, two for three with the home run, three for four with two homers and six RBIs. So if Brandon Drury isn't the hottest hitter, this guy just may be. And But like I said, he's at 7.2% owned. So out of all these players that we've talked about up till now, he is one that is universally pretty much unowned. So if you need outfield help at all, Eddie Rosario is a player who's hot, available. So go out and get him. Yeah, I think that's a, a safe bet for sure. Uh, I, yeah, I looked at him as well. I think that he's a guy that is, uh, you know, a guy you got to watch out for. Uh, no doubt. I agree with you on that one. I'm going to go over to the pitcher, and I'm trying to pull him up now. And for some reason, he's not coming up uh, in my uh, thing. But anyways, it's a pitcher. We've talked about him before. Uh, he was cut and made available in our league. And uh, it is the Philadelphia pitcher, Taiwan Walker. Uh, against Detroit, he went seven innings, eight Ks, zero earned runs, uh, a win and 30 points. Against the Dodgers, he went five innings, five Ks, zero earned run, a win and 21 points. And against Oakland, eight innings, eight Ks, one earned run, a win, and 29 points. Only owned in 18.2% of leagues. I'm guessing someone picked him up since I can't seem to find him in our current player pool. Uh, but Taiwan Walker's a guy that is uh, – he's been putting it on here as of late. 
Okay, so if you're looking for the guy that picked him up, there we go. That would be me. All right, so um, we talked about the Reds a moment ago, and we mentioned I mentioned him a moment ago, and that's Andrew Abbott. Okay, and so this is he has pitched three games. He has allowed absolutely no earned runs. Now that's a fluke. We all know it's a fluke. This guy is not the second coming. All right, but. This is what's important, though. On Wednesday, he's got the Rockies coming in at home. So if if they were playing in Denver, there's zero chance I would recommend him for a pickup. But he's in Cincinnati may not be that much better because it's a launching pad as well. But Colorado leaves their bats at the at Denver's airport, whatever it's called up there. But uh, so. And he's at 30% owned. So if you need a pitcher, and I'm as surprised as anybody that I'm advocating picking up a Cincinnati Red, but I have to do so because <laughs> if, if Andrew Abbott's available, go ahead and get him for this start and then see how things go out from there. Very good. Any other additions? I don't have any more additions. No, I have no more. All right, let's get to the drops. I've only got two uh, this week, Kev. I, I I mean, it's not to say there aren't guys you can drop, but uh, two guys that I felt was important that we dropped this week. Uh, and I'll get it started. Okay. It's a guy that's actually been talked about, and I think you may have talked about last week or two weeks ago, uh, but I want to bring him back up again. He's owned in 23.3% of leagues. He's a pitcher for St. Louis, Jack Flaherty. Um, he has been just atrocious. He's had a good day against <laughs> Texas. Uh, they had a good day back in early May against Milwaukee. Uh, and in late April against Seattle. But most of the time, it seems like it's single-digit points. In a points league, that's not enough to do anything. Flaherty at one time was a very good pitcher. He doesn't seem to be there anymore. Although Miles Mikolas has gotten better, Jack Flaherty still seems to be a guy that you can't have on your roster, and he's a guy that you need to cut if he's currently on your roster. Yeah, he's definitely a guy you can have no trust in whatsoever. So uh, so I am agree with that. Uh, my first... Uh, guy i'm gonna actually unbelievably enough had three hits earlier in the week but since then it's bupkis and then he was hit with a pitch today and so we don't know what's going to happen with him i'm talking about alexandro kirk the catcher mm-hmm. for the toronto blue jays he's at 60 percent owned and so we don't know because they took him right out of the game right when it happened and so, except for that one game, he has just not been hitting, and he's been losing playing time to, uh, uh, what's his name, Danny, over there. And so, uh, yeah. yeah, Danny Jansen. So, if you need catching help, Alexander Kirk is not giving it to you. So, there's got, especially if you're in one of our leagues that's 10% or, or 10 guys in it, there's got to be a catcher you can go and get. So, I just, Alexander Kirk, especially you don't know how long he's going to be out, get somebody for him and and do it almost immediately. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the guy that we brought up a couple weeks ago who had an incredible May, but since then, not so much. He's versatile. He's in first base, second base, third base, designated hitter, and he plays for my Milwaukee Brewers. But Owen Miller, a guy who was incredibly hot in May, has cooled off significantly he is actually 0 and 15 in his last 15 plate appearances. Um, he was able to get on base today and ended up scoring. He walked and then ended up scoring. So he got positive points for the first time in a while. 
Uh, but Owen Miller is a guy that keep an eye on because, again, he's a veteran guy. He's been around a long time. He's getting plate appearances, but uh, he has struggled to make the most of them so far in June and could not carry through his hot streak from May. So Owen Miller only owned an 11.5% of leagues. That has dropped, of course, a little bit this week. Uh, but again, and I'm a Brewers fan, he, he doesn't need to be on your team. It's time to move on and find somebody else. Okay, so a guy that um, actually was swinging the bat earlier, a couple weeks ago, and I picked him up, and then he shut it down completely. And this is the guy I'm talking about. It's Brian Delacruz from the Miami Marlins. This is what he's done this past week. 0 for 4, 2 strikeouts. 0 for 4, 2 strikeouts. 0 for 4, 1 strikeout. 0 for 5, 1 strikeout. Then he was 1 for 5 yesterday, and then he turned right back around and went 0 for 4 today. So you talk about points. He didn't have any. Yeah. And so, and they're getting ready to, I believe they're getting ready to come back home. They'll be home this week. And, and Miami's just not a hitter's park to begin with. So, if, and he's at 25% owned. So if you have him, you need to cut him. I, you don't even wait till the show's over. Cut him right now if you have him on your team. <laughs> All right. I want to give you a guy, and this is not a drop, but uh, I forgot about this guy. If you're in a deep league, so I'm talking 14 team, uh, maybe even 12 team. If you're in an NL only league, something like that, there's a guy that's getting ready to get called up and you need to keep an eye on him. And as soon as he gets called up, he might be worth a grab for you in deep leagues, not in eight man leagues, not in 10 man leagues, probably not in 12 man leagues. So probably looking at 14 team or, or deeper. Uh, but Sal Freelich in Milwaukee, he was injured. He played in the World Baseball Classic for Italy. Um, he had a decent, decent world baseball classic, he's been injured. Now he's back at the triple a level and word on the street is he's getting called up really, really soon in Milwaukee. And so Sal Freelich's a guy, if you're in a deep league and you need an outfielder and you like taking a chance on somebody, uh, he might be worth it, worth the chance on it. He's had a lot of success at the triple a level. Most people thought he was going to get the call over Weimer this year. Weimer gets the call and actually has made the most of it, but it yes, uh, looks like Sal Freelich has a chance to come up here in the next week or two and uh, as he's back in AAA, and uh, he's been solid. Since his AAA uh, return, he's gone 5-for-11, uh, batting 455, a home run, five RBIs, five runs, two stolen bases, and, uh, and a decent walk-to-strikeout ratio as well. Uh, so watch out for Sal Freelich in deep leagues if you need an outfielder. Kev, anything else for us on the drop or add level? My last guy, and since we're uh, we're piling on the St. Louis Cardinals, oh yeah, I might as well go ahead. Nolan Arenado, get rid of him. No, no, okay. Uh, We might as well go and uh, (laughs) deliver the 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 last blow to their ego, and that's Miles Mikolas. Okay. All right. Okay. So this is a guy who just not too long ago, but this is end of May. All right. He had 35 fantasy points, and people were like, oh, man, we got to get him. Well, since then, against Pittsburgh, he pitched five innings, gave up 10 hits, no fantasy points. <laughs> then he pitched against Cincinnati, six innings, gave up five runs on seven hits, no fantasy points. Then against the Mets, he really spun out of control. Six innings, I don't know why they're letting him pitch six innings, but uh, <laughs> six runs on eight hits negative two fantasy points so in three starts you got negative two points out of him 
And even though he's pitching against Washington coming up on Wednesday, there's zero chance I can advocate in any way adding him to your roster. So cut him. St. Louis has become the Cincinnati Reds. I mean, uh, you're still going to put Goldschmidt. You're still going to put Arenado up there. But, man, it has been ugly for St. Louis, both in real baseball and in fantasy baseball. It's been a tough go for a lot of guys there. It has, uh, certainly has been. So, yeah. yeah, they've got none of the excitement surrounding any young players except for Jordan Walker. But other than that – even Walker, I mean, he's he got sent down. He came back. I mean, he's been all right since he came back up, but just all right. Yeah, he hasn't set the world on fire like Ellie, you know, over there in Cincinnati had. Yeah. So, Cincinnati's an interesting team. Maybe next week we'll look at Cincinnati in our fantasy burner segment. Uh, guys, we got to look for in Cincinnati because they have become relevant in the fantasy baseball world. They have, and I so, still think they're gonna they're gonna hurt hurt their fans so badly well, for giving them hope. But, yeah, uh, but uh, you know, as we've said many even on this episode, these none of these ads are for season long. Right. All right. So Cincinnati's playing well, and just like all the other ads, you put them on the team, and then when they, especially because you mentioned I made what eighty-seven moves, I think you said whatever it is. Yeah, I think so. But but those are all the same guys right at the bottom of the you know, my core. You no, know, those guys I've drafted. Probably don't have as many as your dad probably has, but uh, I still got a solid core of players that I've drafted. But those bottom guys, probably, you know, because we have, what, 26 rosters. So from 21 through 26, those guys are absolutely interchangeable. And so depending on the matchups, and that's what I do. Yeah. I just – And it, you it, really it, are – you're less patient on guys. You're willing to cut guys loose when they're doing bad. I, I tend to wait a little longer than you do. On guys, I don't give up like MJ Melendez. I haven't given up on yet. Uh, I picked up Michael Harris because he got dropped in our league, and he started to play well again. So um, I don't remember. If, I don't think you dropped Michael Harris, but I could be wrong. No, I did not. I did. Okay, not. yeah. But some guys are just—they're not—they're willing to cut anybody for the most part uh, who's not who's not producing. Uh, I tend to more try to trade guys who aren't producing that are that should be producing. I like to try to trade them, and if I can't trade them, and I have to cut them. I mean, I dropped uh, Giancarlo Stanton, I think, this week. Um, and, you know, he's, he's not been great by any stretch of the imagination. Actually, he's not even really been good. Um, well, but he hasn't been good, yeah. and he hasn't been playing because he's been hurt. Right. He is back now. but uh, yeah, now, but you wouldn't know it. Yeah. If I could have kept him on my IL, that would have been ideal. But uh, anyways, there's, there's, there's a lot of philosophies to fantasy baseball. you got to find what works for you. Kevin right. is in second place in our league. He is solidly in second place, by the way, in our league uh, with just two losses. Of course, Dad was on earlier with us undefeated. I cannot believe this, that he's undefeated. Uh, something has to change at some point. In time, something so. has to change, but we need to find out what the kryptonite is yeah. on him. As you know, Especially, like, he's the Terminator. Yeah, I'm going to uh, go back and listen to our day, episode. You know, both times that I played him, going into Sunday, I had reasonable chance to beat him. I know that... Uh, Chase, when he was playing him, thought he had a reasonable chance to beat him. Then you look up and you're seeing, man, I'm down by 40. How'd that happen? He's the Tiger Woods of fantasy baseball. So, Comes we out need on to find Sunday. out what his kryptonite is and use it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Very good. Uh, Kevin Wilson. You can find him on Twitter at Kevin62, W-I-L-S-E-A. You can find all his articles on bellyupfantasysports.com. What's the, what's the newest or the next article coming out, Kev? 
Well, the the latest was uh, I I wrote an article of uh, the weekend streamer options. It's uh, probably not going to be helping anybody going forward. But uh, <laughs> Griffin Caning from the Angels, we talked about the Angels and how much you know how much better they're playing. And I advocated picking him up yesterday, and he actually pitched well. Yeah. And so I actually act. Uh, Braxton Garrett is another guy for Miami. You know, they're pitching, you mentioned, but he is pitching extremely well. So those are two guys that uh, I advocated to pick up and stream. And those are two guys that you may actually want to look at and see who their next opponents are. And you might want to keep them on your rock. Yeah, Kevin, most of his articles are waiver related, whether it be additions or subtractions to your roster you can find that every week kevin posts an article on bellyupfantasysports.com uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at sports stove we got a lot of stuff coming out this summer in regards to eku football uh we're doing a lot of stuff there this summer as well uh right now we've got two episodes a week this sunday night episode of the sports stove fantasy baseball show with kevin and then on wednesday night the sports stove podcast the og sports stove podcast my dad joins me on that one uh, there as well. So make sure you tune in and check those out. I, I have not been putting stuff on the fantasy side as of late, uh, but I do drop the Major League Baseball power rankings every Sunday on bellyupsports.com. Right. Yeah. You can find those. You there. might want to, because you had the Dodgers in the top 10, you might want to rethink that. I'll tell you, I had a hard time figuring out what to do with San Francisco, uh, as hot as they've been. Um, I had a little bit of trying to figure out what I was going to do with Minnesota. Philadelphia is another one. This is a weird week, a lot of movement this week. And uh, so I settled on what I settled on, but I'm not going to lie. It's going to come down next week. I, a good chance we're going to see a lot of movement next week. Okay. So you heard it right here. So you definitely want to make sure you are first in line. Check that out. All right. That's everything for this week. Again, happy Father's Day all, to all out there. Um, and I know, Kevin, you posted. I don't want to get too personal on you, so I apologize that this is. But uh, first Father's Day without your father. And uh, think of all those that are going through that this year. I know that's not an easy thing. And so uh, so thinking of you all as well. Uh, but hope that you guys can find a way to enjoy the weekend. And uh, as we start a new week, make sure you take the advice of Vince and Kevin because dad says it works. And <laughs> so be signed up. you don't want to argue with somebody who's, what? what is it, 12 and 0 now? Or is it 13 and 0? Uh, let's see, it'd be 11 and 0? 11 or 12 and 0, yeah. Well, okay, so, oh is the important factor of all that. So, and he says, listen to this show. So there you have it. There you have it. If you made it to the one hour, one minute and 50 second mark, you probably do. So thank you for tuning in. That's right. We appreciate everybody that joins. We do very much. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, all those good things on the episode as well. We'll see you next Sunday live right here at eight o'clock to give you more fantasy advice and more fantasy guests as well. Thank you for tuning in to today's Thank edition you. of the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove. That's right.